The first full moon of 2022 is here and we have a huge karmic shift that's going to activate change for the next 18 months coming down the pike. And we're going to get into all of that and more on today's episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. How the hell are you, my cosmic baddies? It's your girl, Maddie Murphy, your cosmic consultant, your field guide for being a muggle, for being an earthling, a cosmic body in a meat suit. How are we navigating these times? How are we doing? How is 2022 treating you? A few of you have been DMing me and we've been chit-chatting. We had our live astrology webinar this week and it was just so good to connect with you after my hiatus, after my little break. I feel so restored and refreshed and I feel so grateful for this community. I just want to say, before we get started, I'm proud of you, okay? I'm proud of you. Everyone who I am seeing and coming in contact with, and I just feel this, even if I don't know you, even if you just stumbled on this and you clicked play on this by accident, you went to go listen to like Call Her Daddy or like NPR radio, and somehow you your thumb hit this. I want you to know I'm proud of you, okay? 2021 was roof. And you're here, you're still standing. I'm watching so many people just doing the work, coming back to themselves, paying attention, and like wanting to create a life for themselves that has a little bit more authenticity, freedom, love, creativity. And it's beautiful. And the way I'm watching people show up for each other, it's beautiful. Okay. So I just had to say that. It was urgent, it was pressing, it was a big announcement. I'm proud of you. Okay, anyway, now let's get into um, so much fun astrology. This is it. We have the first full moon of the week. Of the week. Imagine if we had multiple a week, dear Lord. This is the first full moon of 2022, and I'm going to talk about what that means and how you can work with it and why this one is so significant. It's a full moon in Cancer, full moon in the sign of Solange Knowles, a full moon in the sign of Miss Meryl Streep, ever heard of her? A full moon in the sign of Busy Phillips, Princess Di, some of the cancers that I, I live for. And I'm a cancer rising, so love cancer energy. My whole family, we have so many cancer placements between me and my four sisters. It's quite magical. So yeah, we're going to be feeling all the feels. We're coming, we're returning home to ourself this week and we're, we're manifesting our next chapter. And then this is going to be maybe a little bit of an extended episode and I'm okay if you have to, you know, parse this one up, but then we're going to be talking about the nodal shift, the true node, the North node moves into Taurus. So if you are a Taurus, buckle up, buttercup, got a lot of information for you, but truly, you know, the South node moves into Scorpio. So this is going to be activating a huge, huge, huge year and a half of shifts for my Taurus, my bodacious bulls and Scorpio, my sexy, sassy scorpions. 
And anywhere where we have that in our charts is going to be very affected, all right? We're about to go through like quantum up-level machine where we have Taurus and Scorpio. Are we in? Are we feeling it? All right. So before we get into all of that, got to do a quick announcement. Because of everything I had personally going on, starting around like November, I took a pause from doing the ability to win a one-on-one reading with me. I may bring that back. But I was talking to Audrey, talking to my team, and we were like, we want to reward people for, you know, and just thank people for showing up with these awesome ratings and reviews and for sharing this podcast with their inner crew of baddies and circle of like modern mystics and witchy weirdos. So we're going to start something new this week where every week we're going to pick a winner at random to win a baddie bundle. That is our moon guide. And that's our daily texting where we send out affirmations, we send out astrology updates, we send out moon manifesting tips, basically everything you need, just the Cosmic Rx daily dose, okay, to give you a line with your highest and hottest self. So we will be announcing that winner on the podcast next week. So all you got to do is leave that rating, leave that review, put your Instagram handle in the review so we can find you. All right. And that's it. Okay. So we're going to be announcing that next week. Go do that. We appreciate it so much. It's a win, win, win. All right. We're we're celebrating. We're starting the year off strong. Pew, 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 air horn noises. So now let's get into talking about, you know, if astrology isn't real. This is just the part of the show. If you're new here, welcome. I like to look back on the week before and point out where I see astrology in action because it helps us. First of all, being an astrologer, as you all are, my aspiring astro nerds. It's a lot about like studying patterns and cycles and understanding the nuances. You can read something on paper and be like, okay, Venus is retrograde in Capricorn. Great. And then you live it and you breathe it and you're like, oh, now I understand more about what that what that means. And now for the next time Venus goes retrograde in Capricorn, I can really know what to expect, right? This is why this is why we do this. It's so we can learn from the mistakes of the past. We can learn from the blessings of the past, expand on them, and really just have more awareness and more preparedness and live life. Astrology really is like hinged on the belief that time is much more circular than linear. And that was a big theme of our Astrology 2022 webinar, which you can catch. You can purchase the replay of that. It was amazing. Two hours of just studying so much of what's going on for the next year. So this is why we look back. I just wanted to explain that because sometimes I'm just like running into all these astrology talks. So I'm going to point out just an example, honestly, from my personal life. I don't normally do this. Normally I pull something from pop culture, you know, from the political sphere. So Venus is retrograde. Okay. I've been telling everyone, you know, this is not really time to get permanent beauty treatments or changes to your physical appearance in any way. That's because Venus is the planet of love, of aesthetics, of beauty. You know, she's the goddess planet or they are the goddess planet. I don't know the planet's gender. And Venus is really associated with also like values, finances. And so when Venus is retrograde and really here's a little astro hack, a little hint. It's like whenever a planet is retrograde, the things that that planet governs, they're not seen clearly by ourselves or others. That's why when Mercury is retrograde, we have a lot of communication issues and breakdowns because communications, they're not perceived in the normal way. We think we're saying one thing, but it's coming out another way, right? 
So likewise with Venus, we think something looks beautiful and then we're like, actually there was some kind of miscommunication. <laughs> there was some sort of, no, no, that did not work out. This is why myself and other astrologers usually advise against doing something that's like permanent, irreversible, or that you're just might be upset by. If you're just like throwing caution to the wind, you're like, I don't care, Maddie. I'm like, that's great. Good for you. I got my hair highlighted during being stretch or grade because I'm like, or balayage, balayage, honey, balayage. Okay. <laughs> it's like, to me, I'm like, how wrong can balayage go? I rolled the dice there. It was fine. It worked out great. I found an amazing new stylist. Love her. But my story here is just going to illustrate why. I've had a few people reach out and tell me their Venus retrograde stories. I don't want to share their stories without permission. So I'm going to share my own. So I am blonde, fair, very Irish, like, you know, <laughs> my whole aesthetic. I have like pink undertones, very light hair. And so my eyelashes are very blonde. So ever since like 2008 or something, 2010, I've been like getting on and off eyelash extensions. And like, I, everyone's like, just do your own, do Lashify. I'm like, no, I, I literally cannot do that. I love it. It's my treat to myself. It's like a high maintenance thing. So I can be low maintenance every day. You know, one of those things. So anyway, never had a problem in my life. And listen, honey, in my 20s, I went to some shady, like fourth floor walk up salons in Midtown, like above triple X weird, like adult video shops. So your girl isn't like, oh, isn't always been, like discerning with this. <laughs> Now I go to someone who's very reputable, an amazing place. I've gone there forever. And I got my first set of lashes on right after Venus retrograde. It was like the 20th or 21st and Venus went retrograde the 19th. Anyway, I go back to get my lash refill, which is something you do after a few weeks. And they're like, oh my God, who did your lashes last time? What is this? Like, oh my God. And I was like, what? I don't know. And they're like bringing in a manager and they're like, bringing people in like, what is this? And they're like, there's so much like glue on your lashes. They're like clumped together and we can't put new lashes in and we're not going to have time to take them off and give you new lashes today. So we just have to take them off and spend your whole session taking them off. And I was like, wait, what? And you know that feeling when you're like, wait, I don't want to like spend time and money to like look worse <laughs> sitting there. I was like, what? So I was like, fine. I just look at them and I go, Venus retrograde, like it is what it is, and just like lay back down. So I leave the salon, and I'm like, that. That is why you don't get stuff done during Venus retrograde. Again, very low risk, low reward. It was just like, okay, fine. Now I have like naked eyeballs. I can deal with that for a few days. But I'm happy that I don't have something big going on. Like you know, imagine if this was like an important day I had, or like you know, a wedding or filming something. But no, it's just me. It was fine. But that's what made me realize things are just wonky. They're unclear, like weird stuff happens. So that's why we just want to avoid, you know, getting like plastic surgery or doing something that may be harder to repair. All right. And again, it's your risk that you want to take. And that's for you to calculate. Like if it's just like dyeing your hair and like, honestly, this can only go so bad. I'm like, go for it. So anyway, I just wanted to share that because it's helpful to illustrate what these things mean beyond like, you know, a tweet, beyond like reading something in a little article. Moving on, let's talk about the moon for the week. Let's talk about our emotional weather. This is our moon report. This is day by day. Get your pen and paper out if you're like me and you like to take notes. This is just going to help you navigate your emotional, your inner landscape throughout the week. Moon shift signs every, you know, two days and just helps us know how to prepare 
how are we going to be feeling emotion-wise, but also energetically. So it helps you plan your week, helps you get ahead of things. Friday, the day this podcast comes out, we have Gemini Moon all day. And for a Cosmic Rx, we're leading up to the full moon. So first of all, you might start feeling some of the full moon vibes, a lot of emotions coming up. You may feel whatever it is, wired. I cannot sleep during full moon times. I swear it's like someone gave me like four Red Bulls or four Loco before bed. So the things I want you to do on the moon and Gemini day, I want you to um, remain open to new ideas. I want you to like plug into new information. If you're studying, researching something, you want to do a little deep dive. This is a great day to do that. We stay open. We're light. We're like really receptive to new info. And it's a great day to, if you want to have a talk, if you want to clear the air or do something before the full moon, this is the time to do it. Don't do it during the full moon because once that full moon happens, it's like you're drunk. You are under the influence of Mama Moon, of La Luna, okay? So the things we don't want to do during the Gemini Moon days, the Cosmic Rx don't, is don't just word dump. Don't just like dump on people. I want you to pay attention to being an active listener these days. Gemini is the sign of two. It's talking, but it's listening. That's, you know, the conversation. So you listen. Again, we're listening. We're gathering information. If you're clearing the air with someone, like I just said, Make sure you're also listening to what they say back to you after you tell them how you feel. So this is the way we can get new perspective. This is the way we grow. That's Moon and Gemini. So then at 11.10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Saturday, the moon moves in to Cancer, the cosmic crab. For those of you who are new here, Cancer is ruled by the moon. Every sign is ruled by a planet or a luminary. So we have a Cancer full moon it's double dose. It's the moon, 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 moon on lock. And so for this, I'm going to talk more about the rituals for the full moon, but basically we're going to be tending to ourselves. We're nourishing ourselves. We are expressing ourselves emotionally. We're letting ourselves feel all of our feelings. We're letting things move through, especially this moon made it feel very cathartic from the past six months. You might just feel yourself needing to decompress, let it out, wring out those emotions, let them go, let them flow. And you know, tend to your home, tend to your inner world, tend to your home. Things that we're not going to want to do, and this is going to be important because my full moon, we'll talk about that in a minute. It's just going to be like ritual and fun stuff to manifest. Here's the don't. Here's the shadow energy we want to avoid. Avoid lashing out with those crab claw pinchers because of feeling insecure, because of wanting to control a situation too much. Avoid being overbearing to others. It's kind of like a shadow energy of, sort of that maternal mother energy where it's like, we love like mother energy, but it can skew, like all things can skew on a spectrum to being smothering or overbearing. So we're just going to look out where we're letting people be like, hey, I am not emotionally responsible for you. I'll tell you how it is, but then that's your journey. You live in that, not my circus, not my monkeys kind of a thing, right? Releasing the need to control. Cancer is a cardinal sign. Cardinal signs tend to like control. So as someone who has cancer rising, I'm calling, my, I'm putting myself on blast there. So yes. Yeah, so, and then again, focusing more on yourself, focus on yourself, focus less on controlling other people and worrying about them. We can't control them. We can't control their actions, their emotions, their perceptions. Um, we can control ourselves, right? And connect to ourselves. So practice some strong boundaries, understand your yeses, understand your no's. And that's that. Then we have that moon and cancer. Those vibes are going Saturday, Sunday into Monday evening. Then on Tuesday, 
in the morning. Oh, sorry, actually late at night on Monday, but you know, hopefully you're sleepy. It's 11.02 p.m. when the moon goes into Leo. So you're going to wake up Tuesday morning and you're going to feel amazing. If you paid attention, if you let yourself feel some things, if you turned on some Taylor Swift and cried in the shower, you might wake up on Tuesday feeling like a whole new baddie, okay? Because then we got the moon and Leo. We're feeling good. Moon and Leo is sunshine energy. So we are feeling bright. We are feeling warm. We may be feeling like, wow, like, you know, after rain, everything's really like shiny and sparkly. It's like, well, that Cancer moon just like, cleared out some things. I feel shiny. I feel free of old stuff. And now I can't wait to play. I can't wait to create. I can't wait to you know bring a little bit more pleasure, purpose, and creativity to my life. So live on purpose. We have this going through Tuesday and Wednesday. I want you to be main character energy. I want you to dress and act like you are the damn main character. You are the director. You are the choreographer. You are the score producer, composer everyone of your life, okay? Focus on that. Focus on doing something that lights you up, okay? During Leo moon days is, of course, don't be dramatic for drama's sake for attention. You know, like, just notice you need attention. It's okay to ask for it. Attention isn't a bad word. It only becomes a shadowy thing when we're, like, lashing out or engaging in low-frequency behavior for attention, okay? And also stop comparing yourself on Leo moon days. Stop comparing your art, your life, your relationships, your creativity. Stop looking outside yourself. Don't compete. You're not competing with anyone. You are here just to work with yourself and grow from there, okay? No one has lived your life. No one has your story. No one has your unique creative abilities and perspective. That's what makes you you. It's your superpower. Own that, claim it, live it. Then we have that. And then Thursday, rounding out the week, moon and Virgo, goes in at 9.01 a.m. I thought that was such a Virgo time to be like, and now the nine o'clock for the workday, going into the Virgo moon. Cosmic Rx on Thursday. Yeah, you might just feel like organizing yourself. You might feel like, hey, I need to get a little bit more decluttered, a little bit more clear. I love, um, I went deep on like my break of just watching these like ASMR, like organizing videos on TikTok that truly were healing to me. I was like, I want to organize my life like that. And it felt good. It didn't feel like, high pressure. We have a great episode with Monica Fay on the podcast about like organizing your life as a way of like a mental health practice. So when you do that, when you do something, again, even just watching some of those things on TikTok give you, especially if you're like neurodivergent, it helps you almost hyper fixate on something really healthy about like, yeah, I want to like, yes, get into doing something that makes me feel good in my space, right? Our space is a reflection of our inner world. And then I mean that in our inboxes. I mean that like, you know, Mercury is retrograde. It's a great time to review, redo, clean out stuff. If you've broken appliances, get rid of them. If you want to like reorganize your fridge, your pantry, your sock drawer, your inbox, like do it. It's going to feel great. Then I want you to, on the shadow energy of Virgo, being careful of where you're being really hard on yourself. Be gentle. No trash talking yourself. I will not stand for that. And then, you know, it's okay. Don't overwhelm. Don't put too many things in your plate. Don't listen to this podcast and be like, I am going to reorganize every room in my house, my garage, my basement. I'm going to put together a new business plan. I'm going to do my taxes. I'm going to reorganize my car. It's like mm, Marie Kondo, that shit. Like pick one, pick one area of your life and just like one drawer. <laughs> That's it. Don't overwhelm yourself because... Virgos can tend to pile on too much and set their sights up too high. And then it kind of leads to like 
analysis paralysis or like an overwhelm before you even get started, which is very discouraging. So we don't want to do that. All right. That's your moon report. Live it. Love it. Let's move on. And let's talk about our planetary planning, the big transits this week, how they're going to affect us, how we work with them. Okay. So the big headlines this week in the cosmos, January 17th, full moon in Cancer, first full moon of the year. Then right after January 18th, we have the North Node moves into Taurus. So if you have that in your chart, this is your nodal return. This is a big time. If you have your North Node is in Scorpio in your chart, this is your nodal opposition, also a big time. And if it's your nodal return, you're stepping into a karmic accelerated program, accelerator program, like a cosmic chiropractor, like aligning you with your highest purpose, with your destiny line. It's going to be 18 months of supercharged growth and expansion. If you're Scorpio, North Node, it's going to be a big time of reevaluating you know, who you are, what you want to do, how you want to get there, and looking a lot, especially at your inner world, and making those adjustments. So if you're also, <laughs> a lot of times, if you're in that like nodal opposition, that's also what leads you up to your Saturn return. So just things to think about here. Let's just talk about this full moon in Cancer. I'm going to keep this a little brief because like I said, this is going to be a, I don't normally talk about two transits in the week, but they were big. I couldn't decide. Full moon in Cancer. Um, what do we need to know about this? It's in 27 degrees Cancer. So looking at where you have 27 degrees, let's call it 17 to 27 degrees of Cancer in your chart, but also Capricorn, also Aries, Libra, you're going to feel a completion. I want you to look back and look at something that started on or around July 9th, 2021 for you, right? And look at where something may be closing out, where something that you wanted to grow, that you wanted to understand more of, may be like, okay, this is coming to a completion, right? Do I understand something's illuminated for me right now? And I want you to let yourself like release in terms of like that cycle is completed and now you're graduating to the next level. You're manifesting what's next from there. The full moon took like you planted a seed six months ago. Now you're plucking the seed from the vine and you're eating the fruit, all right? It's, it's bloomed, it's ripened. It's like you get to do something with it or you're putting it in a fruit salad. You're making some jam with it. That's like when people say release under the full moon, it's not like a banishing energy. It's like, wow, like new moon's the inhale and the full moon is the full exhale. Now I get to like embody, I get to live that thing. So I want you to do something to honor that. Full moon and cancer. The moon is really, the sun is aligning with Pluto, which is big karmic endings. The moon is definitely harmonizing with the north node. And we're just feeling like, wow, what? The past six months, like, wow, I've learned a lot about myself. And I need you to write down a list of all the things you're feeling. I just want you to start a journal and just be like, right now I feel, and I just want you to like scribble, make it messy. I want you to offer up whatever you're feeling over the last six months, especially anything you haven't given your space to really drop into, okay? And then after you do that, I want you to do something. Cancer is the sign of the saltwater cure. So I really want you to, to sweat, go like sweat it out so good in a sauna, go work out, you know, just go like whatever, however you can kind of like move through in some of that way. I want you to cry if it feels good. Again, music is a great way to help facilitate that. Or take a, like do a ritual bath, 
Okay, like get some beautiful Epsom salts, mix in some dried herbs, dried flowers, get some water-safe crystals, you know, the the rose quartz, the amethyst, get some essential oils like, uh, again, lavender, chamomile, rose. And I want you to like draw yourself a bath really intentionally and be like, I want this to like bath to take anything, let the salt just detox, take anything that I'm just done carrying from my bones, from my body, from my muscles, from my mind, and just let it yourself like sit in that, let yourself be held, right? Like almost the bath is like returning you to that amniotic sac, that womb energy of just floating. We don't have to carry things. We're weightless. And then sit in that for at least like 15, 20 minutes. And then when you're done, like let it all go, let yourself, let the water go down the drain and just be like, okay, bye. Like just watch that energy from the past six months. Just release. Okay. Let it go. Let yourself feel that. And then, you know, wrap yourself up in something warm. Cancer energy wants to nest, wants to nurture. So put on that gravity blanket, put on like, you know, some nice cozy slippers and, you know, tend to your, your home. Cancer full moon may want you to, again, like kind of add to that decluttering energy we talked about, or it may just be like making a really good meal. Tend to your home, get yourself some new throw pillows or a new cozy blanket. Like what would make you excited and feel like, wow, this where I live, whatever it is, temporary, permanent, big, small, by myself with other people, what makes us feel like a sanctuary to me? Okay. Very important. And then of course, from that place, I would just do something of like, writing out in the present tense with this new energy, with the things you learned over the past six months, where you're going from here, celebrating that, dancing it out and creating like a new affirmation for yourself. Like I am free. I am abundant. I am living my life in a way that's so in alignment with like my heart, you know, whatever it is, like, what have you learned? Where are you going? What can you not unlearn from the past six months in a beautiful way? that's sending you on this new trajectory. Claim it, affirm it. I want you to write it out in a mantra, an affirmation, and just dance it out with yourself. Dance it out. Speak those words, dance them, and move them right into your body, right into your body. So that's my full moon and cancer ritual. Don't always go into such like detailed ritual ideas here for you, but I wanted you to have that because this first one, it's a big one, right? It's the first full moon of the year. And again, cancer ruled by the moon. And it's just like, yeah, we've all, we've all carried something from the past six months. We're all holding on to, we have a lot of collective grief. We have a lot of, a lot of emotions. And some of that stuff that you're letting down that bathtub drain, it might not even be yours, right? It might, it probably, a lot of it probably isn't. So we're going to take the opportunity to let that go. All right. So let's talk about now switching gears. So that happens the next day the true node moves into Taurus. And this is a little bonus section. Again, I'm doing two of these things. If you just want to end it here, if that's your information saturation for astrology for the day, good for you. But if you're ready to hear about you know, this cycle that's beginning over the next year and a half, we're going to dive into it. I'm going to give you high level points of what this thing is, how to work with it, you know, and what it means for us as a collective. And I will be continuing to talk about this on the podcast often. So we're going to have lots more to come on on this information. So true node moves into Taurus. What does this mean? So in astrology, the lunar nodes, they're not an actual like planet or something we can see. They're a mathematical point between the sun and the moon. 
the nodes rest along an axis, right? Giving us a north node and a south node. And those are sister signs, they're opposite signs. There's a polarity. And because these are not an actual planet, because they're so like kind of esoteric in how we study them, they have much like bigger esoteric implications for us individually and collectively. The North Node really represents our destiny, what we're working towards, what our karmic assignment is, like how we're our true North, if you will. And the South Node represents our past and the foundation that we're building upon and where we're being asked to like rethink, recalibrate something. And then this is like our collective karma, our collective lessons we're working through on a global level. This stems a lot from Vedic astrology, they call it Rahu and Ketu. And it's really about, you know, like this, our path, where are we going, where we're we moving towards. So in our individual chart, we have it. And then, you know, collectively, we go through a transit. So on January 19th, 2022, the lunar nodes shift into the sign of Taurus as the North Node and Scorpio as the South Node. And this will remain here for the next 18 months, okay? And this is going to be like a new karmic lesson unfold. And because in mundane astrology, the moon is associated with the people, I also find that lunar nodes, like it just kind of helps us understand what's going to be trending, where we're, where our mind's going to be at, the collective consciousness. So it, it's, it's like a cosmic trend report also. But this is the energy in Taurus, we are striving to cultivate this in our lives, okay? Taurus is a fixed earth sign. And so it's represented by, you know, the steady and grounded bull. We just got out of 18 months of the North Node in Gemini and the South Node in Sagittarius, which is very mutable. That's why we saw so much change, so much turbulence, so much instability. But Gemini North Node, we you had to rethink so much of our ideas, so much more social media, data, information, flowing, learning. Gemini is words. I learned more new words over the past 18 months than I think ever learned in my life. You know, Gemini is also the sign of the local, the local neighborhood, local community. And it was like, it really brought us into that, right? It became much less global, much less like jet setting, if anyone jet set it at all. It was like Gemini is this returning back to the local, rethinking things, looking at our relationships with each other, looking at the division or unity over ideas. And of course, you know, a lot of things about the media that are in there. So now we're moving into Taurus. So we're going to feel like a returned. We want to find steadiness. We want to find groundedness in our lives. These changes we're going to make, they're going to feel a little bit more fixed over the next 18 months. Like we're laying a groundwork. We're bringing more structure and stability into our lives. And it's kind of also going to be about like making peace with the situations that have unfolded over the last few years. Truly, we talked about this in the webinar. There's no one going back to the way things were. Okay. Um, uh, I just, I don't know. If that's new to you, I'm sorry. I hate to break it to you. We're just not. We have to learn how to adapt and to make the best of where we are now and learn like, how can I contribute to this new reality we're living in? Um, and how can I, you know, be a helper and how can I make the most of this and just kind of like learn to adapt in that, right? And it's time to also we're going to be thinking a lot. Taurus and Scorpio are a lot about security. Taurus is our outer security, our finances, our resources, you know, how we feel secure and sort of like that root chakra outer world vibe. And Scorpio is a lot to do with like our inner security, our inner power, our, our connection to that. And Taurus is ruled by Venus. And so Venus is connected to a lot of things, but it's also connected to like 
worthiness and self-worth. And so we're going to be really asked over the next 18 months to like own our own worthiness and also like live in alignment with our values, right? Like over the last 18 months, things have been shaken up. It's like, what are our values now? What do we value and how do we want to live in alignment with that? Which has also been some of the themes we've been talking about with Venus retrograde. See, it's all it's all connected. So we want to like connect in to our feelings of how we cultivate worthiness from the inside out and how that relationship with our worth dictates our choices and our actions, right? What we are, our boundaries, um, what we, where we want to like aim our sights higher and also like being deliberate and maybe like very conscious. North Node and Taurus brings very conscious energy that wants to really think about things mindfully, do things very intentionally. And the North Node in Taurus is going to bring us all into a wave of kind of this returning to simple pleasures, returning, returning. We are going to see things, mark my words here, like people are going to want to unplug. People are going to want to detach from the constant hyperconnectivity. Taurus rules the earth. So we're going to be, I think people want to return to like the land, return to connecting to their own food sources. I think we're going to see a rise of like, you know, everyone's been kind of on this like jet setting life for a few years or like, you know, the, the kind of digital nomad or traveling around in buses and vans and living there. I mean, we might see that, we might even see that taking one step further with friends buying like communes together or large farms. And we're going to see like the return of, you know, really like focus on sustainability in the environment. I, I hope, I, I hoped, pray to the goddess above. And we also might just see like, a backlash against all the digital, you know, things that are kind of imposed on us. Like people might be, it might be luxury now to have a flip phone. Maybe you have an iPhone, but you leave it at home and you go out and you just bring your flip phone or return to like bring out your digital camera instead of your iPhone. You might be seeing things of returning to like what's natural. I swear to God, you're going to see so many people going to like natural hair colors, natural their aesthetics of their home. We're going to be into really like what's real, what's messy even. We're going to have a cultural collective backlash against like what's overly curated. You know, I think a lot of us are just, it's like that beige, hyper minimalist, stylized, or very like, again, anything very stylized, very curated. There's a kind of returning. Taurus wants earthy, wants natural, like come as you are. Taurus is also a little bit more of like a maximalist, like no more, give us more textures, more, more flavors, more colors. So again, we're going to be feeling all that. On the larger level, we are going to be feeling probably shakeups in the financial sectors. Scorpio and Taurus, very connected to finances. You know, Taurus is very connected to our financial systems, money, the value of money, currency. And where the North Node and South Node is, is where the eclipses land. That's why we've had the Gemini Sag eclipses for the past year and a half. And the last one was uh, the Scorpio Taurus eclipse because it was starting that new cycle. So that was November 19th. I'm going to give you the dates for the next eclipses so you know. April 30th, total solar eclipse, new moon in Taurus. May 16th, total full moon lunar eclipse in Scorpio. And then October 25th, we have a new moon solar eclipse in Scorpio. And then November 8th, full moon lunar eclipse in Taurus. All right. So we're going to be feeling into all of these big Scorpio-Taurus mix-ups changes every six months. And that was activated 
this past one on November 19th, 2021. All right. Look at where you have Scorpio Taurus in your life. That's how you can begin to understand where these changes come in. If you've been here long enough, you know now eclipses come to rearrange. Eclipses come to change up our destiny line. They speed time up. They can be miracle makers. They can be extreme purging of things too. Very fast endings and beginnings. So if we know that these are coming, we can start to think intentionally now, deliberately, very Taurus, about like, how do we want these eclipses to work for us? And how do we want to work with them? Where do we want changes in those areas of our life, especially around like how we make money, our income streams, you know, how we live, our sense of security, how we also like can live more simply so others can simply live. One of my North Node Taurus taglines, how we can redistribute a wealth as a collective. Okay, that's a larger thing to think about. But um, how do we think about like, how can I return and kind of detach from a little bit mm, anywhere where I'm just like, kind of like spending money or living my life in a way that's not really in alignment with my true values? And how can I kind of return to something that just feels more grounded, more simple, more me? And also how can I, but equally by doing that, how can I kind of be open to more from the universe, right? How can I be open to more abundance? And I want us all to think about in Taurus energy of like, how can I work and live and live and be in my relationships and be guided by more pleasure, less pressure. We're going to see such a backlash from pressure and we're already starting to see it, but we are just burnt out, babies. We are burnt out. We were burnt out before 2020 and then 2020 just was like our wake up call. And then we got more burnt. We're like toast, burnt toast that someone put back in the toaster. And um, now we're just like crumbling bits of rye, just charred. We're like, we're so burnt out. Our nervous systems, our adrenal glands, we're all just like our minds, our bodies. So I want us to think about bringing in more pleasure. Like how can I work smarter, not harder? How can I maybe look at my life and think about maybe I don't need more money here. I'd rather have more time or whatever it is. Maybe this is for a lot of us, this might bring a move. Taurus rules like real estate and where we live. So it might be like, hey, I'm moving more full-time to work from home. So I may be moving to somewhere where I can be more in nature or have more space or just live somewhere that helps me again, live in more pleasure. Okay. So I want you to think about that. I want you to start setting your sights. I'm not saying that by the end of this podcast, you have to have it all figured out. If you do have it all figured out, please DM me and let me know your secrets. This is just, again, you're going to hear me talking about all of this, but the day this happens also, Uranus goes direct. And Uranus is also in the sign of Taurus and has been since 2018. And Uranus and Taurus has been, Uranus is the you know, planet of change and rebellion. And it's like the planet of electricity and lightning strikes and just big changes. And that's been in Taurus. And now with the North Node there, we're going to feel like this energy is really amplified. So some of the changes we've seen around Taurus things over the past few years, especially since 2020, Taurus rules, again, real estate, money, currency. It's, it rules art and the arts. It rules our physical bodies. It rules our five senses. It rules anything in the physical realm. And we <laughs> have been going through a lot of changes in that way, right? Like we've been feeling also like a change in our values, right? Like we've been feeling that big time. And last year we saw a lot of things that we had talked about 
with Uranus and Taurus, squaring Saturn Uranus, and things that we talked about in the beginning of 2021, it's interesting to see how they played out. We saw everything from huge supply chain issues, which is very connected to Uranus and Taurus. We saw, you know, a lot of things with like beef and meat and um, food is very connected to Taurus. Again, farming, Taurus is the bull. Uranus and Taurus is happiness just change also like how we think about art. Uranus is like the future progress. It's like digital realm. And we saw like the metaverse, like digital real estate, NFTs, digital art. These things are all going to continue to grow. We're going to see changes in borders and countries. We're going to see changes in, in, in our values and how we live in, in alignment with that. And a whole new, like everything we did in the physical realm is also going to have like a space in the digital realm. But a big thing that's going to be up to us is still to stay in our physical bodies, okay? Like, there's a whole digital AI revolution happening. That's a bigger subject. Not going to get into that. But it is going to be very important for us to very much remember that we're still human. We want to stay in our body. And I just want you to think about the last time we had this North Node in Taurus was we were rebuilding our economy after the dot-com crash, after 9-11. Um, so just some of the things that were going on in 2003, 2004, we're going to see a return to. Also, the last time before that was 1986. And we saw like Chernobyl. Um, we saw mad cow disease. What else happened then? There was a lot of tax reforms in 1986. Oprah Winfrey came, her show debuted. So we look back to these cycles to understand what may be happening. Before that was 1967. It was the summer of love, hate Ashbury, height Ashbury. I never know how to say that. The whole like anti-war, anti-government scene. So we're going to be thinking a lot about, there's going to be a definitely collective mistrust of government, right? If we look at summer of love, Chernobyl, and then like post 9-11 and, you know, plans to invade Iraq for quote unquote weapons of mass destruction. Those three past cycles teach us like, okay, there's going to be something. Scorpio South Node is has to do with secrets and secrets being concealed or revealed. We're going to be probably having some secrets come up to the surface um, that shows us like, you know, where we've been lied to. And there's going to be a collective, really unified mistrust of like the government. And I hope that leads to something that brings some kind of changes about, but I also want us to watch out in that same thing. Every one of those cycles has brought out Taurus rules like the home, the borders, and there's some kind of like fear of the other that's been inflicted on us or the propaganda or whatever during that time of like being kind of like xenophobic or nationalist or like being scared of outside countries or cultures. So I just want us to be mindful of that. And again, it brings a lot of financial change, a lot of changes to the stock market. And there's other things happening this year that are going to exacerbate that. I'm putting out my intention into the earth into the land, into the cosmos, that this tourist North Node brings out like great tax reform um, in our country here in the U.S. And so that's one of my hopes for this time. But again, all of these things, I'm just saying all this not to scare you, but to prepare you. And it's exciting. It's always an exciting time. We have a nodal shift. It's like a new energy. Other things we're going to see, you know, sexual liberation in. We're going to see really cool time of like new art coming about, new ways of living, new like return to like taking care of ourselves. I think it's it's going to feel really refreshing in some ways, but we just want to look out for where we're not like, again, shadow energy of like summer of love. Like don't, we don't, we don't want to get, we don't want to fall for the CIA operatives giving us like all these drugs. We lose, you know, track of why, why we came here, which was to like 
take down the man kind of a thing. Like we want to enjoy the Taurus energy, but not get like so like into like the all the things that are going to be coming out this year, like the psychedelics and pleasure and returning to the earth that we're like unplugging and just like kind of forgetting about our, our other things of why we want to contribute to this new new world we're building. Again, that's pairing up with Uranus. It's going to be full Taurus energy, full steam ahead for 18 months, lots of changes, like a literal and metaphorical earthquake shaking us up. Also, that we may have earthquakes. Things are being shook up. So get prepared buckle up, think about where you want to go, use this time intentionally. I will be here every step of the way. You're going to hear me talking about this a lot, but I wanted to do this special longer energy report because it's big. It's it's a big shift. Let me know how you feel about this. Tag us in you know your posts, tag us in what you have going on at the Cosmic Rx. Come find me on my personal Instagram at I am Maddie Murphy. Let me know your astrologies and real stories. Let me know what else you want to hear about, how you're feeling. We're going to be rolling out a lot of new like courses through Cosmic Rx and just things to help you, again, more tools for you to become the highest, hottest, most abundant, most aligned version of you so you can show up in service to yourself, your family, and your community as you are here to do and to claim those Pat checks and juicy hot sex. What did I say last week? Everyone was like DMing me. I was like, I love that. (laughs) I love that for us. I'm claiming that for the whole year. So in the meantime, I'll see you next week. Sending you lots of love, lots of stardust. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes, all of my astrology info for the month ahead, and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you Cosmic Baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.